Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to my 534th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. well my highlight of the week was attending Yesterday's spectacular Patriots upset win over the Bills. Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, nearby Foxborough, I might add. It was just like old times. And by that, I mean uh, the dynasty, the 20-year run of Tom Brady. And the place was absolutely electric from moment one. Game started off with a pick by Jabril Peppers. And it finally uh, sent the message of the slow-starting Patriots that uh, they meant business yesterday. And yesterday was, in my mind, totally a pride game. They just needed to, uh, given they'd hit rock bottom, as far as I'm concerned, against the Raiders last week. And they simply needed to, uh, to show who they are, show what the organization's all about. And show that they're not, uh, you know, they're not going to continue playing the way they've been playing, which is just so many lowlights. I can't even begin to describe them. You know, biggest losses type of deal, number of losses in a row, blah, blah, blah. Just keeps going on and on. But uh, they made a lot of that right yesterday. And all credit to Mac Jones, quarterback, who has just been. Uh, under severe criticism up here in New England, along with Bill Belichick, of all people. And Mac Jones did the uh, engineered the drive of his life, or I should say maybe of his NFL career. I think he had a few good drives down at Alabama, as we know, winning the national championship. Uh, it's his second game-winning drive. One was a rookie year against, I believe, the Texans, but nothing uh, – as meaningful as what yesterday was. Uh, You know, the Patriots built a 12-point lead, and then they went into a prevent defense, which, of course, prevents teams from winning. And and the Bills just basically went right down the field twice. The first one, it was obvious from the first play, they were playing prevent. Easy pass, guy wide open underneath. And then they just went down, scored. Kendrick Bourne fumbled. 
scored again, and suddenly they have the lead and uh, three-point lead, and everything was falling on Mac's shoulders to uh, lead a two-minute drive to win the game or at minimum tie the game. Uh, as they got down the field, they simply, uh, you know, had to use their timeouts, of course, and so they were in a precarious position of, you know, those last 20, 30 seconds. Uh, you know, do you, you kind of have to pass because you can't risk, uh, with no timeouts, you can't risk running play and or even a quarterback sneak. They were down around the two-yard line and, uh, and having the clock run out. So, again, they simply had to pass uh, or then, if unsuccessful, settle for the, hopefully the tying field goal. And Mac just threw beautiful ball to former Penn Stater Mike Gusecki, tight end. He caught it literally right in front of me. The seats I had were uh, on the sideline in the corner and... Uh, just unfolded right in front of me, as did the previous touchdown earlier of Kendrick Bourne, uh, showing some fancy footwork and stepping inside the pylon. That was literally right in front of me. Uh, so it was really cool. And the place just erupted, like, uh, again, just like the old days, the Brady days. And uh, we all saw Gusecki drawing the gritty and, Max emotion, he just cut loose, and everybody else did too. I mean, it was just a celebration, breakthrough win by the Patriots, and uh, it just couldn't have been a more enjoyable afternoon. Uh, after a horribly rainy Saturday up here, it turned into just a, a classic uh, football weather, fall New England day, so just a fun day to be at the stadium sunshine abounding and uh really just a great day just so reminiscent of the countless i mean countless games i attended for 20 years as a season ticket holder and it was just good to see uh not only the mac jones but the team the organization everybody just kind of get right it was again in my mind it was a pride game they just simply had to show up uh, against the vaunted Buffalo Bills, although they're not looking so vaunted. They, 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 they seem to have some holes now. Uh, they, they don't seem to be quite the team they were the past few years, but we, time will tell. Um, yeah, so AFC East matchup and, uh, you know, great rivalry. And so a lot of Bills fans there, of course, they travel well. And uh, so just a really... Spectacular day, spectacular atmosphere, and uh, good to just see the Patriots get on, uh, get one in the win column, their second victory of the year. The other one was, of course, against the Jets, which was an AFC East win. So suddenly, they actually have two AFC wins with their two victories for the year. So uh, you never know how it's all going to play out. And oh, by the way, it was Bill Belichick's 300th victory, and becoming only the third man in NFL history to get 300 wins, third coach, I should say. And uh, so that's some heady territory. Don Shula holds the record at 328. So Belichick's now, Belichick's now officially 28 behind. And uh, and George Hallis also has over 300 wins. So uh, 
So that quite the milestone, which Belichick, being Belichick, underplayed in the post-game press conference, uh, to say the least. My bizarre story of the week is how the Pittsburgh Steelers just keep winning despite losing seemingly in just about every offensive category, but yet they continue to pull these games out. They're four and two. It's kind of amazing. Uh, they're right behind the Ravens or five or two, but they already beat the Ravens as we know a few weeks back, uh, in Pittsburgh. So, uh, at the end of the day, you really have to credit in my mind, you know, two people for what's going on there. I mean, for them to go into Los Angeles, the Rams have been playing pretty well. And, you know, just walk away with that victory was just felt a little shocking, actually. But they are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin is just practically, it seems, willing his team to victory. Uh, and, you know, you just can't say enough about Mike Tomlin. I mean, you know, he's never had a losing record, period. <laughs> that that kind of sums up his career as Steelers head coach. And uh, But really, it's about the defense and specifically T.J. Watt. He has just become so dominant and just the king of timely plays. He is making, whether it's sacks, strip sacks, fumbles, interceptions, whatever it is, at the exact precise moment when that play needs to be made, he is making it. Uh, and he's surrounded by a lot of help on defense, uh, no doubt about it. But what he's doing is really, really special stuff, no doubt about it. Um, but just a, a great victory for the Steelers uh, to go out west. Of course, Steeler Nation, loud and proud. Nobody travels like Steeler Nation, that's for sure. I've been out in Los Angeles a few years back and uh, went to an event the night before the game for traveling Steeler Nation and right at the Staples Center uh, nearby. And it was just incredible. Uh, been to one in Arizona as well when they were playing the Cardinals a few years back. Uh, and I know there was another one scheduled for uh, one of the beach towns uh, for Saturday as well. So they made their presence known in SoFi Stadium yesterday. That's for darn sure. Uh Sticking with the NFL, Ravens, speaking of the Ravens, as I did earlier, they just pummeled the Detroit Lions uh, in just a Lamar Jackson masterpiece. So, uh, boy, they keep playing like that. They're going to be near impossible to beat. Uh, they've been up and down this year, as we know, losing to the Steelers, among others. Uh, disappointing ending was the Bucks at home against division rival the Falcons and Kind of let that one get away, despite the fact they got some, you know, the Falcons gave them some gifts with some red zone turnovers and whatnot, but they just couldn't break through. And uh, the Bucks have still been off to a good start, but yesterday would have really uh, put them in a very, very nice position. Eagles-Dolphins last night, game of the week, and it was great. Uh, the Eagles got themselves right after losing to the Jets. And the Dolphins, you know, were more than competitive. They were down 14, come back to tie it up. And then the Eagles scored uh, 14, to, you know, to put the game away. But uh, And 
big game six today in Philadelphia with uh, the Phillies, of course, against the Diamondbacks. And it just reminds me so much of what we had up here in Boston, which were these just fabulous October uh, situations where you'd have the Patriots at the height of their dynasty playing a game at Gillette Stadium and either maybe that night, maybe the next night, maybe the night before, whatever. You'd have these epic, epic Red Sox playoff games at Fenway. And so as a, as a Pennsylvanian, it's fun to see that uh, Philly is currently living that dream. And I, I think it's just great. Uh, and we have a game seven tonight. So uh, Astros and Rangers and the All-Texas uh, American League uh, ALCS. So good stuff. Tonight is going to be a massive baseball night, uh, to say the least. And it's really, really going to be fun. Uh, must see TV, uh, if, in my estimation. Uh, by the way, the Browns Colts yesterday played the game of the day. That was just wild up and down the field. And uh, the Browns pulled it out. But it was really a very, very entertaining game. And sticking with the state of Pennsylvania, my low light of the week is yet again Penn State failing to get over the hump against Ohio State. It's just... Uh, Frustration. The frustration of Penn State fans, myself included, is really, really high. After that, when it was an ugly game, kind of game we were hoping not to see, uh, the play calling was weak, in my mind, for Penn State. Um, and they let Marvin Harris Jr., Harrison Jr., just run wild. Uh, he's maybe the best player in college football. And if a team with a good quarterback gets a number one pick, he could be the number one pick. Um, and he just, again, ran wild, ran all over the field, uh, catching balls at critical junctures throughout. And uh, uh, watched it at a massive, massive Penn State viewing party in downtown Boston, right across from the Boston Garden. And uh, the, I don't know if I've ever seen Penn State fans as frustrated. It was a noon game. place was absolutely packed, well over 1,000 people, easily at the greatest bar, it's called. Literally, the greatest bar is its name. And they've been hosting Penn State viewing parties every Saturday for years and years. Uh, best thing this side of Beaver Stadium, and because of massive alumni base up here in uh, Boston. So, again, it was really, really, uh, you know, quite the atmosphere. But when Penn State did that scoop and score and it was called back by the penalty, it just kind of went downhill from there. That was a moment, not disputing the call, but uh, when they got that scoop and score, the guy uh, picked it up, the Penn State player, and ran like whatever, 70 yards and the excitement was you just thought, okay, maybe today's the day. And uh, it's called back and like it never happened, of course. And then they had a personal foul. Next thing you know, Penn State, Ohio State's in the end zone. And and, and off it went from there. Uh, and it just became a grind of a game. Um, so, uh, James Franklin. Uh, people, <laughs> Penn State fans are... They just want him to get over the hump. It's just that simple. And 
take care of Ohio State like he did in 2016, by the way, with the, the famous block field goal. And that's why that play was somewhat reminiscent of that until uh, the flag was on the field. Um, so now let's take our break. The next segment, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com as humans we suffer when we believe we are not good enough we are taught we must be better look better try harder and achieve more we cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness we don't have to live this way you don't have to live this way Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, and where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, how you doing today? Doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in as always. And as always, uh, 
you had another great weekend covering the SEC, and uh, and it was a great college weekend, football weekend in general. But you yourself saw a great game, right? Yeah, it was a very highly competitive game. Um, Ole Miss visited Auburn, and it was tied at halftime, fourteen to fourteen, and Ole Miss prevailed in the end, twenty-eight twenty-one. You know they have the superior offense. Auburn generated some turnovers, but they just don't have the firepower on that side of the ball to you know, put points on the board, make you know extensive drives and sustained drives, and so you know, they were came up short, twenty-eight twenty-one. Ole Miss defeated the Auburn Tigers. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss is, uh, you know, they're putting together a good year, no doubt about it. And Auburn is, you know, a little up and down this year, but they're, they're Auburn. So they're always competitive and they're always involved in great games. And AP more and more, the more games I watch from Auburn, the more I realize the atmosphere there is practically second to none, right? With the crowd. Oh yeah, the crowd's always great at Auburn. Yeah, they're loud and about eighty-eight thousand. It was sellout. Wow, so, I'm sure it was. Yeah, that's the beauty of the SEC AP. Like every game, just feels huge. You, you know, and it's not like they have to. Either team needs to be in first place in the SEC East or West. You know, it's just uh, every game's a good game. You know, when you're channel surfing, most college football fans, I know this, I know I do this, you know, that's always my fallback position. You know, I always will like just go to the SEC game while I'm deciding specifically what game I might be interested in watching as I'm looking at what's available. And I just always default immediately to SEC and then I check out what else is happening in the world of college football. So that's how I spend my Saturdays, AP. Yeah, that's probably the best. A, a choice, John, to check out those SEC games first because usually the crowd is – it's a sold-out crowd and they're loud exactly. and engaged. And, oh, sure. It's guaranteed to be entertaining, period. The SEC is just – it doesn't much matter what game it is. It's guaranteed to be entertaining, and that's what I love about it. Uh, so, yeah, and speaking of the SEC, AP uh, – I did, as I just stated, I ended up, went right to, uh, after finishing up watching the Penn State game, and we'll talk about that later, um, I went right to uh, the Tennessee-Alabama game from Tuscaloosa, and first half, and boy, Tennessee was dominating them, but to Alabama's credit, they come out and really, really, um, you, you know played spectacular in the second half. And I kind of think they might have served notice of like, you know, don't forget about us yet, Alabama. You know, we're Alabama still. And, boy, they were amazing in the second half. Yeah, 27 zip in the second half, John. I mean, that's incredible against anybody. But uh, to to one of your rivals at home uh, in Tuscaloosa, that was – really uh, crowd-pleasing for the fans in Tuscaloosa, I can tell you. Oh, it really was. I mean, it was very, very impressive, uh, you know, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, they're just, uh, you know, serving notice that, again, 
don't don't forget about him. That quarterback has come around, and uh, and again, they really just uh, it feels like Nick Saban may have given one of his uh, must have given one of his better halftime speeches because they come out a different team. That's for sure. Because Tennessee was really dominating, and I think felt like Alabama fans couldn't believe what they were watching in the first half. Yeah, but you know, when you look at the stats for the game, John, I mean, Tennessee had over 400 yards. They rushed the ball over 100, which is not done very often against Nick Saban's teams. Almost 300 yards passing, and you still lose by two touchdowns, and you had a uh, almost a two-touchdown lead. So Tennessee, John, if they if they lose this game to Georgia and even Kentucky coming up, uh, this is a step backwards for them because you lost to Florida one of your rivals in Gainesville. And that was only the second year from Billy Napier. And, you know, I know Josh Hypo has not been there very long as well. But if you lose to all three of your rivals and maybe even Kentucky, uh, that's a, uh, that's, that might be two steps back. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, so we shall see. You know, and sticking with the SEC AP, Another huge game, uh, well, you know, it's always had the nickname the world's largest cocktail party, which, of course, is Florida-Georgia, as a Florida-Georgia line, so to speak, uh, right on the Florida-Georgia line in Jacksonville. Neutral site game, and kind of like Texas-Oklahoma, and uh, that should be a fun one, AP, but I'm specifically curious to hear your thoughts on Brock Bowers being out, uh, the all-world tight end for Georgia. Right, right. Yeah, so he's sensational. He's one of the best tight ends of, I've seen in college, and, and they utilize totally. him ever since he was a freshman. You know, Correct. Productive as, as a freshman and All-American, of course, uh, and you know, All-World, whatever team is available, I'm going to put him on that, that specific team. But they have other talented receivers that transferred in. You know, Dominic Lovett from Missouri and Rara Thomas from Mississippi State and, and Lad McConkey, those are all good players, and so now they're going to get their chance. Mm-hmm. So the ball can be spread around. Those are capable players. Uh, yeah, you'd like to have Brock Bowers there for sure, but that's not the reason to, uh, that they would win or lose, in my opinion. In my opinion, John. And as a matter of fact, I just want to tell your fans and your the audience here that I'll be at covering that game, and they can check out all my videos and my interviews that I'll have on my Facebook page for the show, AP Kelly, as we see it. Yes, and you do a great job with that. Your uh, post-game, post-weekend, uh, you know, Facebook posts or interviews, what have you, are just uh, are priceless. So I'm glad you uh, glad you mentioned it so our listeners can enjoy them. And, uh, yeah, so just to wrap up this first segment, I mean, bottom line, nobody's Brock, Brock Bowers. But I don't think you need to be too worried about the, uh, no. you know, you know, uh, a, a drop off. Uh, whoever they is playing no. for him in his spot will be talented. There is no question. It's Georgia, for gosh sakes, two time to two time defending national champion. And uh, but he but again, you know, he's just such a good he, again. He, in my mind, he's the best player in college football, period. And most important. And uh, that's saying something in this world of era of quarterbacks. Yeah. And but he is special, yeah. and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Georgia navigates this. Yeah, John. We all know that in this era of football, we have these athletic tight ends, and that is the best matchup on the field. 
if you're lucky Absolutely. to have uh, somebody who should be playing basketball, you know, small power forward in basketball or something like that. And Brock Bowers, he certainly was a mismatch because he's so big and strong and fast. Fast. And the exactly. secondary can't cover him. The line can't stay with him as well, and he's too physical for the secondary. So, But like I said, these other players are very capable, and they've had their moments. So just spread the ball around, and, and Georgia should be fine in the passing game. I'm, uh, there's nobody shedding tears for Georgia okay. uh, in their passing game because uh, Carson Beck's been playing very well. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think anybody's shedding tears for Georgia. And, you know, I had a, I can't help but think of, you know, Gronk. I mean, I had the pleasure of watching his whole career up here in Foxborough with the Patriots. And, you know, if I learned one thing, I learned what a game-changing tight end can mean. Um, like an X factor, for lack of a better way of saying it. And, uh, and certainly yes. Gronk was that. And certainly... Uh, you know, Brock Powers is that and more. I mean, it's just incredible. And uh, so anyway, it'll be interesting to watch, though, you know. Uh, but AP, we've reached the end of our first segment together. Entertaining, as always. Great synopsis of the Auburn Ole Miss game. And uh, we still, of course, have a lot to get to on the other side, which we'll do after the break. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. We're chasing America's number one big game animal, the white-tailed deer, this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Joining the show will be the big buck authority himself, Haynes Shelton of North American Whitetail. Listen in as he discusses North American Whitetail's 20th anniversary, breaking news bucks, prime October hunting strategies, and more. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, we talked about uh, the Auburn Ole Miss game that you covered in the previous segment, while also touching on the Alabama comeback win over Tennessee and uh, Brock Bowers and his ankle injury as well for Georgia. But AP, there was a lot of great games again, and I watched a lot of them. Uh, the one that jumped out at me was Utah beating. USC on a last-second field goal. AP, Utah has USC's number. There's no other way to say it now. I think they have three three wins in a row over them that's kind of, you know, uh, I, shall we I, say, ruining USC and yeah. Caleb Williams' day, <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah, I, I think it's – John, I think it's four. I think it's four, Over, actually. It might be. I know there was two at we the end of the year last enough, year. Yeah. Yeah. They've been a very – I'm not sure going beyond the three – the two at the end of last year, and then what we saw, of course, on Saturday. Great game. Great game to watch, no doubt about it. Um, and Caleb Williams, I mean, you, you really can't blame him. I mean, he, he had a spectacular, what appeared to, to be the potential game-winning touchdown with that beautiful run out of the pocket where he, you know, stepped down the sideline showing his power and his speed. Uh but then Utah gets the ball, and with the aid of a, a massive penalty against the defense, uh, you know, down the field and, uh, you know, scored the winning field goal. And that was that. Uh, it was over quickly in that regard. And I think the Coliseum yeah, was yeah, basically yeah. stunned. Well, that's two home lo- home losses in a row, John, and it is four. It's an, it, is, it is a losing streak of four. I was checking. And, okay. Uh, and Utah is a team, John. I mean, rarely does Utah recruit the same players as USC. Rarely. I mean, so you're losing to a school four times in a row. That I mean, I'm sure there are players on Utah that could play for USC, obviously, because they beat them four times in a row. But they're not the type of players that are being. Re- type of player that's being recruited by USC and you're losing to them four straight times and now it's at home and you have the Heisman Trophy quarterback and uh, you were dominated by um, Notre Dame. You know, Notre, Notre, uh, Utah now. And, you know, Notre Dame the week before. Yeah, I mean, so 
USC, their 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 season and Lincoln Riley, the whole uh, program there is being questioned. No doubt about it, AP. I mean, they just, just you know they expected to be in the college football playoff, returning Heisman winner, uh, that type of thing, and you, you know that that's over. That is not happening. We know that we now know that, and you know. Utah delivered the, the knockout blow. Exactly. The, the last team they would have wanted to, you know, this side of UCLA that they would have wanted to get the knockout blow delivered from. Um, plus, Utah, you got to give yeah. them credit, AP. You know, they had that great quarterback. I remember watching him last year, and he's been injured from the end of last Cam year. Rising, certainly yes. Cam Rising. He was so impressive. And yet they come out with the uh, – you know, with these back, with the backup quarterback, and he played great. He did what needed to be done when it needed to be done. No doubt about it. Yeah, John. You know, Cam Rising. He's a transfer from Texas, I believe. But uh, the 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 backup uh, won this ball game, and uh, I just have to believe the people in Los Angeles and the, the Trojan family they're they're beside themselves because they thought they had the coach to lead them to national prominence again and right now right. i guess the record is at this point 17 and 5 the same as clay helton the coach that he replaced is that right well as always ap you have these interesting factoids and that's a good one i would not have known that i'm guessing a lot of our listeners wouldn't have either but uh wow that's uh that's not going to get it done in uh usc country and yeah. la Right. That's for sure. No, no. And, uh, no, no. And, John, I just want to make a question. I think I said two home losses. That was just the first home loss. The, the other one, of course, was, was at Notre Dame. So they're sitting there at 6-2, and two, John, okay, right now. 6-2. Um, and two. And then on the schedule remaining, John, it's at California. Okay, you have to play Washington at home and then at Oregon, and then UCLA is a home game. That is not easy. That is not easy at all. Um, and by the way, AP, I'm loving the great play this year of, you know, the best conference in football this year is easily the Pac-12. And given their apparent dissolution, I think it's one heck of a way to go out if it's going to turn out that they're going to go out and not exist anymore. We shall see. Uh, but sticking with that conference, AP, I stayed up late and watched the Washington uh, Arizona State game and up in uh, Seattle and Arizona State basically, you know, was uh, had to lead the whole game and then Washington made a pick six and put the game away, won 15 to seven. And that was a great game, but that was a near miss for undefeated Washington. That's for sure. Right. John, you know, it's amazing just looking over uh, the Arizona State schedule They've had some. T- I mean, for instance, they lost uh, to Fresno, twenty-nine to nothing. Okay, and then they played USA to a forty-two twenty-eight game. Lost at California, twenty-four twenty-one. Colorado, twenty-seven twenty-four. And now Washington, fifteen to seven. So there is something happening on the positive side. I think with Arizona State. I mean, they're not getting the wins, but oh, they're building. Looks like no these, question. They're competitive. These la- these last three games, competitive. I mean, yes. Very much so. I mean, three points, two games, and then this one, eight points, so competitive. Yeah, to go into Washington, 
uh, in Husky Land up in Seattle, and to basically, I wouldn't say hold the lead the whole game. Put it that way. I, I think that was John. I think, yeah, John. I think that game was at Arizona State. Oh really? Oh, I'm or was sorry. it at Washington? Maybe. No, it was at Washington. You're right. No, no, no. You're right. I, I thought so. Yeah. You're right. My my bad. Tough stadium to forget sitting there. Yeah, I, I love that stadium because mm. it sits beside Puget Sound. Yeah, uh, literally a waterfront stadium. It's spectacular mm-hmm. uh, setting. But yeah, yes. uh, they did what is. they needed to do. Pick six with you know near the end of the game. I mean, not just a pick six, a pick six that was returned something like ninety yards, which is means Arizona State was on the verge of putting the game away. They were down around the twenty thirty yard line uh, with the ball ready to put the game away. And then the pick six happened and that was that. But, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it has to be a game of that ilk that will keep me up that late here in the East coast. But, it, but it delivered, it was that good of a game. Um, so I stuck with it yeah. and, uh, yeah, just here as we close the other segment, AP university of central Florida gave Oklahoma all they could handle. I guess they went for lost 31-29. I guess they went for a two-point conversion at the end that would have tied it, sent it into overtime, sudden death, whatever. And uh, uh, But Oklahoma held, and that was that. But good to see UCF play undefeated Oklahoma, give them all they could handle. I thought that was great. Yeah, their former quarterback, right? They played against their former quarterback. Exactly. It, exactly. Uh, which is pretty cool. And... Uh, no, that was a good game too, and uh, so yeah, it was uh, just another great college football weekend. And AP, you know, we still have a few more games we haven't even touched on. There were some really good ones, really close ones, and a massive upset. And so, why don't we take our final break, and we will get to the uh, other games we haven't discussed yet on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight, baseball playoffs, uh, two elimination games, including a game seven doesn't get any better than that. So at 5 p.m. Eastern time, Diamondbacks and Phillies at Phillies, game six. And then game seven at 8 o'clock, Rangers at Astros. Rangers came up big last night, AP, to send it to a game seven after uh, losing all three in Houston, which followed the Rangers winning the first two. And uh, no, they, they lost all three at home, excuse me, in Dallas and Arlington. So crazy series, AP, and nothing like this time of year, AP, whether it's college, it's the confluence of, you know, college football, NFL, baseball playoffs, hockey and basketball getting underway. Best month of the year in my book. Yeah, it's always been like that, John. You know, we saw the, mm-hmm. the, basket, the NBA basketball, the World Series, the college football, all uh, the confluence of sports. In the month of October, I always loved it. Oh, absolutely. There's just nothing like it. It's just nonstop. I mean, to have two elimination games, including a game seven on a a Monday night in October, it just doesn't get any better than that. Um, but AP, I, I talked about really a massive upset that occurred that uh, where Virginia, the Cavaliers, took down North Carolina and undefeated North Carolina, I might add, and just really yeah. the, the shocking yeah. result of the weekend for sure. I think so. I, I mean, outside, yes, I think so, John, because Utah has beaten USC three straight times. So this would be the fourth. And for North Carolina to be in a position to maybe be in the college football playoff, you have a exactly. quarterback that they say is destined for the first round and you're playing totally. at home. And you lose to a Virginia team and who doesn't have a good record. There's some serious things that happen to that program. Exactly uh, right. And you're, you're, you're thinking that 
Carolina, they're going to stay focused. It's not going to happen this year like it has in the past. Sure enough, Virginia beats them. Exactly. Yep. And that's the beauty of college football right there. You just really never know. We see it every year. And this may be really among the biggest upsets of the year as, as, you know, time unfolds. It was that much of a, yeah, yeah, no, it was massive. Another game I watched that could have taken the same turn AP was uh, Texas going down to the wire against Houston. I mean, that was a really good game. Um, to say the least, and Houston just, uh, you know, were in the position late in the game, uh, and Texas stopped them, and that was that. Um, and, yeah, so the Cougars, they gave the Longhorns all they could handle, which I don't, you know, Houston has a good program, but, you know, I think, uh, I don't think anybody saw that game going down to the basically the final seconds. No, not at all, John. I mean, that would have been a disaster for Texas because disaster. You, you beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. You, you lose to Oklahoma, close game. Neutral yep. site, the old Cotton Bowl. You're still in position to to win the Big Twelve. But if you have lost to Houston, it, it would have been another step backwards. There's no, I mean, there's no way to explain. There would be no way to explain that loss to the Texas faithful, in my opinion. Exactly right. That would have been the uh, that would have got him riled up, uh, to say the least. Um, and AP, as I started the show off with, I attended yesterday's Patriots Bills game, and I was thinking of you as I watched Mac, uh, excuse me, Mike Gasecki haul in the winning touchdown from Mac Jones uh, with whatever five seconds to go in the game, something like that, and right in front of me. My seats were in that end zone. Uh, AP, it was a special moment, as I said uh, at the beginning of the show. It was just like the old days of a, a few years ago <laughs> where the Patriots dynasty was ruling. And uh, But AP, I was thinking of you because of Mac Jones, someone you covered, someone you know. And it was really just nice to see him. He was so excited. It was happy, unfolded right in front of me. And I, I instantly watched his reaction. And he was as excited as I've ever seen him. And that's saying something, given he won a national championship at Alabama. Yes, yes, yeah. He was rather happy, and I was happy for him. Yes. Um, since they had that losing streak, and things have not gone well lately, but that was a nice win for them against a, a good Buffalo team. And, a Buffalo's, and we all know that the NFL, there's a lot of parity. Exactly. Uh, it was nice to beat a, a team from your division at home on Sunday. It really was. It really was. It was just a great game from the beginning. Jabril Preppers uh, made an interception early in the game, and Patriots served notice. Like we were, you know, I always said at the beginning of the show, it was a pride game. Patriots really needed to show up and play with pride and be like the organization that has done what they've done for the past 20-plus years. And they did it. And they really did. And there was some feeling up here, you know, talk shows and whatnot, uh, you know, that the Patriots were going to play well, uh, which in my, you know, and I wasn't surprised because I felt like they hit bottom. I hoped that last week's loss to the Raiders was bottom. And I, I think it may turn out that way. It certainly is for this week. Um, but yeah, so they're, they did what they needed to do. And it was really nice to see the, the electricity 
back in Gillette Stadium. It's uh, been a while, but yesterday was really special. I, I must admit, it was really terrific. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and Belichick got his 300th victory, by the way, the, um, becoming only the third coach in NFL history to get 300. So that was kind of a, a bonus, shall we say. Yes, it sure was. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and and trust me when I tell you, AP. Yeah, I mean, uh, Belichick and Mac Jones, they are the two people that have been under severe criticism. And when you have severe criticism up here in Boston, it can be severe, trust me, <laughs> like in Philly. Oh, and, yeah, there's, uh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in Boston, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've often said the only thing more for lack of a better word, interesting, entertaining, whatever you want to call it. When the, the only thing more interesting than Boston teams winning is Boston teams losing because uh, sports talk radio is <laughs> just, it just gets off the charts. Trust me. And it's been that for the last few weeks. Yeah. To say it, the it, least. It, yeah. I, I would say, John, the two cities that I'm familiar with, I, I believe I, I, I think this is true. I think it's Boston and New York. I mean, if you're losing right. there, it, it's miserable. Miserable, miserable. And, you, you know, I would throw Philly in there, although they don't have to worry about that right. these yeah, days. Yeah, maybe that's the, yeah, that, maybe that's the trifecta, right? That that Eastern quarter, Boston, New York, Philadelphia. You're probably right, Sean. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But not happening in Philly right now. They're on a roll, that city. I mean, you know, Eagles beating the Dolphins last night, Sunday night football. Phillies uh, playing at Citizens Ballpark tonight with uh, the opportunity to go to the World Series if they win Game 6. I mean, heady times there, exactly like we had in Boston not that long ago with, you know, Red Sox, Patriots playing massive games, you know, the same day or one night apart, whatever. It's good, and I'm glad to see Phillies experiencing that, you know. I'm from Pennsylvania, so it's it's all good to see they're getting a taste of right. how much fun that can be. Um, but yeah. Right. Well, AP, oh, yeah. hard to believe we're at the end of our show already. That always goes so quickly, particularly this time of year and particularly the month of October. But I want to thank you for calling in, given the great report from covering the Auburn Ole Miss game this past weekend and, uh, and talking all the other fabulous college football games from this weekend. And, just much appreciated uh, you sharing your expertise with us. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. And thank you again, AP. And thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.